0: Now fight back with Libby Nimer on Zoomer Radio gets the job done right with help from our trusted contributors at the Ontario College of Trades.
1: Welcome back. We now turn to your home. Zoomers were asked to nominate trade businesses to be recognized for outstanding work. It's part of our Celebrating the Trades partnership with the Ontario College of Trades. Sam Di Pietro of SPD Plumbing was nominated by our listeners for his plumbing work. He's with me now to talk about saving you money by saving money. Water. He is also joined by Tyler Charlebois from the Ontario College of Trades. Gentlemen, welcome. Hi, Sam.
2: Hello, Libby. Thank you for having me.
1: Okay, so, Sam, first of all, uh, your reaction to this uh, nomination.
2: The reaction, first off, was overwhelming. The opportunity to come here and speak is is greatly appreciated, and I just want to thank everybody at the show to thank you for having me on here. Um, I'm just going to talk a little bit about saving some money on water, which I think we all have a challenge with, especially with all the rates always going higher and higher.
1: Okay, uh, so uh, let's get right to it. Before we do, uh, let me give the numbers out again, because you're here to answer questions on that. And frankly, on any kind of a plumbing question, the numbers 416-360-0740 toll free one eight six six 740 4740 So uh, what do you recommend for people in terms of, uh, you know, how do they know if their appliances are guzzling water and what should they do about it?
2: Well, I think first off, um, I find that a lot of things that are basically, I just use the year 10 years. If you have something that's 10 years old, there's a, probably a good chance that you're paying for that appliance or that plumbing fixture that isn't up to... The standards of today, which is much more high efficient, and you can save a lot of money um, on these fixtures and appliances. Okay, well, let's talk about a toilet to start. Sure, let's talk about a toilet. Uh, the toilet right now has really come a long way in the last few years. the 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 new toilets now have a stamp, a label that is called the WaterSense Toilet. So these toilets, in essence, really just use a lot less water these toilets have to meet or exceed the flushing prom- performance from the toilets from previous but the great thing about these toilets is that they're only using 1.3 liter 1.3 gallons per flush which is a lot less from these older toilets. Uh, how
1: much, do you know how much an older one uses? So you're going to
2: the older ones are about 6 gallons per flush whereas these are 1.3 now wow. I know what everybody's thinking well you know, it won't work very good if it's just a little bit of water but they've been redesigned they're saving so much wa- money and water and basically in the uh, in the household you're using about 30 percent of your indoor water use comes from these toilets okay and so a lot of the times i'm i'm just going to say somewhere around between eight eight out of ten times we'll go to the bathroom and just go like a number one okay so you just have a little bit of yellow water you don't need to use six gallons of water that you're paying good money for to flush down the drain these new toilets are have the power to flush anything away And they are incredibly money saving.
1: Mm -hmm. Do you have any idea how much money they can save on an average bill?
2: Well, on the on the uh, WaterSense toilets. Okay, so the WaterSense toilets use anywhere between fifty to eighty percent less water. So that's right there a huge savings. So it's fifty
1: to eighty percent of thirty percent of your bill.
2: Yeah. So to speak. Yes, I guess that's correct. And so you're saving money per flush. And there's also some incentives out there. Some regions have incentives that if you're not going to waste as much water, they're going to say thank you by giving you a little bit of money back. I know in Peel, you get $100 back for a mail-in rebate. And in Halton, um, it's $75 for a mail-in rebate. So... I know there's other toilets out there. They're in the box stores. They're about $150 or $160, but they could be problematic down the road. If you were to invest maybe anywhere between $250 to $300 into a toilet and you take your rebate of $75 or $100 off of that price, it's almost a no-brainer. And then you have a superior flushing toilet for the home, and it, which is very important in today, today's
1: Okay, so $250, $300. Um, I think there used to be a rebate in Toronto but uh, you were saying that's not on anymore. No,
2: unfortunately, Toronto had one previous, but they have uh, removed the, uh, the WaterSense rebate toilet for that. But there are other programs for sump pumps and backflow preventers and, and things like that that you can apply for to get some money back, but not in the toilet.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so you were talking about uh, the rebates and the cost of the toilet. There, there are other appliances, though, that uh, consume water. I don't know if appliance is the right word. So your showerhead.
2: Right. So the shower head or any faucet, anything that's consuming a lot, anything that's spewing out water, these days have a water sense label. So, for instance, a shower head, a previous older shower head, if it's a little bit older, is going to use up anywhere between 2.5 gallons per minute. The new WaterSense shower heads will use less than two gallons a minute, and they're very easy to change on your own. Now, don't get me wrong. I mean, any plumbing project that you have in your house, it's probably best to have a licensed plumber do the work for you, or at the very minimum, just Pick his brain and ask him, what do you think and stuff. I mean, most people, most reputable companies will give you a free quote, and you get a licensed tradesman in there to ask him a few questions. Everybody's got questions, and sometimes we can get these questions answered, and we can make decisions upon those answers, and then we can find out what works best.
1: Uh, if, say, you decide to change your toilet, what would the installation cost?
2: So installation, so the removal of a toilet and installation of a toilet is anywhere between $150 to $190, and now what that includes is includes a new gasket, a new supply line, a new toilet bolts underneath, and it's 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 being installed by a licensed plumber who knows what he's doing. Now, I know there's other people who said, oh, you, you know, they've changed one or two toilets, and they work. They don't leak and stuff, but There's also that possibility down the road on the fourth or fifth one. I I, I couldn't tell you how many toilets I've put in in so many years, but it's best to change a toilet and then you're saving the money right from the beginning, Mm -hmm. right from day one.
1: Now, when it comes to those shower heads, uh, I have one of those what do they call rainwater shower heads
2: so a rain head from a rainhead
1: are are do they use more or less water or the same
2: so libby if it 's a little bit newer, your rain head is probably going to use less than two gallons per minute
1: it 's probably like maybe seven years old
2: so it 's probably on the cusp, okay, so you know one of those things if it 's near that time. Having a quicker shower, um, doing some of these smaller things to save you money is very important with all this fresh water that we have. Like, I, I can't believe that it took them actually this long in the last decade to come up with these water sense toilets. We've been flushing water down the drain or having long showers and. Not just really taken for granted the fresh water that we have, drinkable, potable water that we have that we just use briefly and throw down the drain.
1: Uh, so again, uh, would the, would those showerheads have been improved in the last seven years, or are, are they? still good?
2: Absolutely. I think the, the new showerheads right now have become more efficient, just like the toilets have. In,
1: in how long? In the last how, of how many years? I would
2: say in the last decade. Okay. So in the last decade, I, I, you always use 10 years. I mean, if you have a toilet that's 10 years old, it's probably best to probably get rid of it, make a small investment on a new toilet, and you're going to start saving some money. The the Just going back to the toilet, if you installed a water-sense toilet, you'd be saving anywhere between 50 to 80% of your water. What that accumulates to on an average home at the end of the year is anywhere between hundreds and hundreds of gallons of water that you would be saving. So the rebate after the first year would pretty much pay for that toilet. And then because it's a good flushing toilet, it's going to pay for itself after year one. That's basically what it is, and the other flip side of that is not changing the toilet, having an older toilet that doesn't flush very good. And I always say that the powder room or the first floor toilet is the most important toilet because that's the toilet that your guests are going to use. And how embarrassing is that when it's not flushing very good, or you come out of the the room and you say, "Hi, sorry, I I plugged your toilet." That's oh a very,
1: dear, that's it's a very embarrassing. That's really situation. bad. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you, uh, definitely don't want, want that. Now I noticed, I, is this a feature in just some of the newer toilets where they kind of have two, the button is, is divided in half and there's a smaller button and a bigger button. So you can choose
2: pretty neat idea. Yeah. I will say the first time I saw them, the one, two button, I personally have really not a fan of the one or two button because the. Less expensive toilets are going to give you these one and two flushes if you got into say a colder toilet you 've got a lever toilet on this a lever handle for your toilet so if you went number one or number two, you just trip that lever once it 's only going to use less than one point three gallons and it doesn 't matter what it 's in there so the, my My argument is why use more water for the the other one because the toilet isn 't equipped for that, so a lot of these less expensive toilets come with these I don't. I don't really want to use the word gimmick. I mean, they do work if you use the more water. But again, if you get into a, a Kohler toilet, that's anywhere between 200 and to, two, 250 to 300 dollars, with the rebate coming back. To me, it's it's a money saving thing. It's a superior flusher, and you won't have any problems or embarrassing problems at any party.
1: Okay. Yeah. Uh, let's uh, let's take a call from Bob in Etobicoke. Hi, Bob. Hi. How are you? Fine.
3: How are you? Yeah. My view is, I still have a standard. Uh, I think it's about a six-gallon toilet, and I live in Toronto. And in Toronto, it's a little different than other areas because we do not have a water shortage problem. For every gallon of water we take out of Lake Ontario, we put it back in through the system. And the more water that is put through, the um, the easier it is for the for filtration plants to get everything out of it. So if you have a highly concentrated is very hard to get it out. So, yes, for the individual, you pay your water bill, but I do not have a water-saving toilet or a water-saving uh, saving um, showerhead because we're in Toronto and we are not short sure of water. If Lake Ontario was to run dry, maybe we would have a problem. But as far as I can see, it is nice to have lots of water on the shower head, lots of water for the bathtub, lots of water to flush the toilet. Those those ones that use the six gallons like I have, they work far superior than any of the new ones. And I've seen a lot of the new ones. My house in Duberville has those new ones, limited flush. They are not near as good, and they're a, you know, a bit of a pain in the neck. But as far as I, if you're living in Toronto, I think that anybody that buys them is actually... Maybe they're saving some
2: water bill, but are, is it
1: worth the convenience and the inconvenience? Okay. The I get okay, oh, I get okay Bob. Thanks. Uh, we will let Sam the plumber respond before we take a break.
2: So my response to that is, um, some people think that these uh, low water saving toilets uh, don't flush as good as the older ones, as Bob just explained right now, but. When we really look at things outside of the box, do we really want to use of this abundance of water that we have, that we graciously have in Toronto, just to use and flush down the drain? It's and send a conf- it over?
1: conservation issue, for sure. It's but-
2: absolutely a conservation issue. And, you know, maybe today it's fine. Uh, but what about next week? What about next year? What about 10 years from now? What about our kids that need this water? I mean, should we be using more than we need to? I mean, what these water sense toilets they're going to give you the same equal or exceed the either flushing power or the power of the shower head for the water that you need I, I mean unless you really need that water blasting off your body i mean <laughs> oh,
0: <that's
1: laughs> that so can so be cool. nice sometimes
2: can. sometimes but not every
0: day okay you're listening to an exclusive podcast of fight back on zoomer radio heard weekdays from noon to one. <laughs> Fight Back with Libby Zneimer on Zoomer Radio.
1: Welcome back. I am here with our partners from the Ontario College of Trades. We're talking plumbing, and we're here with Sam the Plumber, who was nominated by our listeners for his outstanding work. We've been talking a lot about water saving toilets, but we're going to shift gears just a little bit now and we're going to talk about sump pumps uh, and that in the light of all the rain and all the flooding that we have had this season. And a lot of people are having those installed. The numbers to call 416 360 0740, toll free 1 866 740 4740. And Sam, I guess you've installed a lot of sump pumps this season.
2: Sure have, yes. This season has been uh, unbelievable, the amount of water that we've had. I think, uh, from my recollection here, between March 1st and I think June 1st, we had somewhere around 247 millimeters of rain. Uh, we've had so much rain this season. It's been incredible. We had a few calls for some pumps that, um, that died or weren't working efficiently, and And um, and we had to get to there before the basement would flood. But not every house has a sump pump. And if you do have one, it's good to stay on top of it and make sure it's functioning properly.
1: Mm -hmm. And again, uh, if your sump pump is of a certain age, uh, is that a particular reason for caution?
2: Well, myself, I like to install uh, the manufacturer Liberty sump pumps. They make uh, uh, very good pumps, and they have one of the highest uh, warranties out there, which is a three-year warranty uh, front to back for this pump to function for you. So keeping that in mind that you've got a, a warranty of three years, and say you've got a sump pump, again, I'll use the 10-year thing. I mean, if you've got a finished basement and your pump is 10 years and it's served you well, you probably don't want to max it out. You might want to switch it out. It's been 10 years. It's served you well. It's probably all rotted and stuff down there and stuff and still working. But changing the sump pump will give you uh, that peace of mind that it's going to uh, uh, pump the water out from underneath the house.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: And I would just say when you're getting, you know, looking at your sump pump is making sure the other piece of mind is making sure that you're using a certified plumber to install that sump pump. Not just anyone that you might have seen on some social media that says that they can install it for you for a quick, you know, for a quick buck. Getting a certified uh, a plumber is is also important to make sure you have that peace of mind that it's installed right and it's going to operate when you need it to operate.
2: Mm-hmm. All right. I know some people might think, what is, how do you, what is the right way to install the sump pump? But Tyler is completely right here. And thanks for reminding me on that, that we should tell the listeners to have a certified plumber or somebody who's licensed to do that. My problem that I found from other people, we'll call them other people that have installed sump pumps. If you have a pit, I've seen them drop that pump right to the bottom of the pit. So any trickle of water comes, on, comes into that pit, the, the pump turns on and it starts to fire. So you're paying for that every time it turns on. Whereas what I do is I put either a brick or something, a couple of bricks, I find the elevation of the water table around the house and then what I do is I get it to fire when it's about 12 inches from the surface. So the sump pump in the pit should have water in it and let it just sit there the water can stay inside of there but once it starts to rise that's when it should turn on so it should turn on when it's raining outside but not every day on a sunny day a little bit of water comes in from your neighbor's side and then you're paying for it to eject it out of the house
1: um so basically who might need one Uh, Is it if you've had a problem with water, then you know you should get one of
2: these, or what? Okay, so really quickly, a couple of things. It depends on your area, okay? So we've uh, busted up concrete in a basement of a house to run some new plumbing drains, and we've come back the next morning, and all the water is filled underneath in our trenches because the water table is very close to the underside of this house. So some houses have it, some don't. But we're doing a lot of custom homes, and every home that we do, we put a sump pump in there. Okay, so we're not going to play around and maybe there's water in there. We're going to put a sump pump in there. If there is a deluge of water at some point and it does fill up the weepers around the house, it's going to exit. Water finds its own level all the time. It's going to fall into that pit and that's where the power is and it's going to eject that water.
1: Okay, uh, let's go to Joan in Oshawa. Hello, Joan. Hello, Libby. How are you today? Fine. How are you? Not too
4: bad, thank you. Um, the reason why I'm calling is um, we've been in our residence over five years, and we have a sump pump. Now, it's, the darn thing has been pumping at full ma- uh, maximum capacity the last several weeks. I'm wondering if we should get another sump pump for backup. That's- I don't know how long the, the the sump pump has been here before we moved here.
2: Well, Joan, that's a very good question. I mean, the, we'll call the backup as you have a sump pump, which is the primary pump, and then having a backup, which would never get used unless the primary pump didn't kick in, you'd have a backup pump to eject the water. So if your sump pump is five years old, um, it's probably the warranty's probably gone, and it might be something that you might want to look into to prop, put a proper sump pump in. But if you say that it's been turning on actively the last couple of weeks I know we have had some rain and stuff but there could be Joan you could have that issue you just have to take a look if that some pump is sitting at the bottom of the pit that's where all the dirt and the granulars and rocks are could could get stuck in the impeller of the pit that's why you want to elevate um, put a couple of bricks down and elevate the pump about eight to 12 inches off the bottom of the pit and leave the water in there. And then when it does rain and it starts to put some more water into it, that's what the only time it'll turn on and cost you money when it turns on. So having said that there is other, uh, um, There are other pumps out there that you could look into as a backup pump. There's the battery backup pump. There's also another popular one that I like to use, which is made by Liberty, and it's called an SJ10. It doesn't run on battery or hydro. Okay? It runs on water. So it's not very efficient that it runs on water. You're using water to eject water, but it's supposed to get you by for that one or two or six hours while the power is gone that you're going to use some water. Again, if the pump is at the proper elevation, it's only going to turn on once it gets close right. to the top.
1: Because
4: uh, we don't know how long the pump has been here.
1: Is there any way to, to tell how long, how old the pump is?
2: Yeah, you can send me a picture, and I could look at it. <laughs> I mean, uh, sometimes... <laughs> right. so, yeah, because, uh, as I said, we've been here over five years, right. and the pump was here when we moved here. So I know there, there's two different styles of pumps uh, when it comes to sump pumps. There are the long stick handle that you could buy at the box t- stores and things like that, that the motor is exposed out of the water, and just the impeller is in the water. It's a little bit noisy, and I find they're very inexpensive, and they don't last forever, although I have pulled some out that... I guess didn't uh, didn't have very many uh, kilometers on it, and it still worked. But there's also the other type that is a submersible pump. You just drop the whole thing in the water, motor and all, and it's underwater, and it'll suck the water out and shoot it out for you.
4: Right, what? and you mentioned about the um, the pump that. Uh, um Oh, my goodness. It works on battery as well as hydro?
2: Right. So Liberty, again, that manufacturer makes a wide variety. And I just actually just came from a trade show just last week where Liberty has even upped it even more for their competition. They have a wireless uh, technology that's on there. Like, you can go away, and it'll be on your phone to say if the power has been cut out to your house. Uh, It'll tell you if there's a lot of rain coming in. I mean, there's some really sophisticated systems out there that don't rely on hydro. Um, to, to eject this water.
1: And how much uh, would that cost approximately?
2: So a backup, so let's take, for instance, the SJ-10 that uses some water. So the installation of that unit and piping over some water, you need a couple of uh, uh, things that we need is a three-quarter water line. If it's in the mechanical room, it's no problem. But something around that price would bring you anywhere between three to $500.
1: Okay, Joan, thanks for your call. We'll You're try to well. take... We'll try to take one more from Pat in Georgetown. Hi, Pat. We have very little time left. Okay. So uh, I don't have a sump pump. I have a
4: side split. And a couple of years ago, somebody pointed out to me that the side of my house, all kinds of water would go down because the grating of my house went to, uh, from my yard went to the house. So I had a new patio built, and we closed it off. Now I'm wondering, because the people over across the street have just dug out nine feet down because, you know, things started to flood, if I don't have a sump pump, do I have those uh, tiles down there, and did I make a mistake by filling in that crack beside the house that would have taken all the water where I never did have a problem?
1: Okay, uh, we're just going to let Sam the plumber respond quickly. Thanks for your call.
2: Okay, so really quickly um, uh, fixing the crack on the side of your house and fixing the easement and building a patio and trying to slope the water away from your house is the best thing that you could do, absolutely. If you've never had a sump pump in that house, chances are you don't need one at this time. It's something that you could put into a house, but it's it's very intrusive into the basement. There's a little bit of busting of concrete, a lot of dust and things like that, but you just have to take a look and make sure that no water is coming into the house and it's very important to maintain that
1: okay uh we're just about out of time sam di pietro sam the plumber thank you. uh thank you very much any one thing you want to leave us with
2: Well, I just want to say thank you again to Zoomer Radio and to Tyler from the College of Trades right beside me here. I just want to say thanks to everybody out there listening about my small little business that I have. My son's working with me, and it's a great thing, and we just try to to give people a little bit of awareness out there. Call a licensed plumber. Most companies are going to give you a free quote, a local free quote, and then that'll be good.
1: Okay. Thank you so much, and thanks to the Ontario College of Trades.